Hello, and welcome to the Fiduciary Talk podcast brought to you by FI360. My name is Ben Aiken, and we are recording live from Insights 2016 in San Diego. I'm sitting here with Scott Reed, who is one of our presenters. Scott is the CEO of Hardy Reed, and his session is Devil or Angel, Is There Profit in Working with Nonprofits? Thank you for joining us, Scott. Oh, it's great to be here, Ben. All right, so tell us a little bit about the topic you'll be presenting on today. So we're talking about uh, working with foundations, and foundations are an, an odd group for folks to work with in our business just because they're a little bit of a, a one-off from the, the average private client. Most people have a process for working with private clients, and a lot of people have a process for working with retirement plans. But then there's this $3 trillion market of foundations out there that everybody seems to lust after because they're usually really large accounts. and. Um, and they're, and they're fun to talk about, and they're fun to tell people that you work with, and, and they do good things, and, and it's high profile, and all of that sounds good, but the, but the fact is that, uh, that they're a bit gnarly to, to get involved with, and there are a lot of intricacies to working with foundations that people don't really think about. So the session today is really to get people that are just dying to work with foundations and kind of give them a shot of reality on what it's like, and then and then help them try to make a good decision on what that, whether that's something they want to do. It's hard business to scale. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. The other side of that is that our, our firm really does, uh, we focus uh, a, a good bit of our business on foundation work, and, and so we certainly have decided that it's a good place to be for us. But I'm not sure it's a great place to be for everybody, so I'm just going to try to help people make a good decision. And why is this topic particularly relevant for advisors right now? Well, it's certainly relevant for, for your group, our group, FI360 group, because, uh, because of the fiduciary debate out there and, and, the, and the fact that, uh, that their foundations aren't that much less common than, than the average retirement plan or other folks as far as the fact that most of them work with non-fiduciaries. And if you work with a non-fiduciary, you work with somebody on their suitability standard. Two things are going to happen. One is that you're going to you're you're going to be as an investment committee or a board. You're going to be responsible for for those standards of care and best practices that fiduciaries are responsible for all by yourself. And you're and you're going to have a consultant or somebody working with you that's going to give you advice, but they're not going to take any of the liability for the advice they give. And in that world, uh, you're also responsible for managing expenses. And so when you work with somebody on a suitability standard, two things are going to happen. They're going to, they're going to, their job, rightfully so, is to maximize profit for their firm. Their job is not to manage your expenses. Your job is to manage your expenses. And so that, that difference in, 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 in your purpose uh, over a long period of time can make a big difference in the cost that you pay for business. And the other thing is, if you're not a fiduciary, you, you made that choice for a reason, and so you're going to try really hard to not be one. And so, not only do you not only do you not function or sign on as a fiduciary, you kind of run from anything that might accidentally make you one, because you can accidentally become a fiduciary under the law if you keep doing things that fiduciaries do. So, you're you're in a relationship a lot of the time with people that are running away from the liability that you have, and they're also their goal is to maximize their profit instead of yours. And, and, and those two things can cause a lot of problems over a long period of time. So there's usually a lot of, it's, as we say in the business, as far as, as far as people that you can help immediately and not have to worry about, do I add value, foundations are pretty low-hanging fruit. It's just, 
there's hard, there are barriers to entry into foundations. It's a tough business to break into, uh, but it certainly is a place where people, most of the people that come to this conference could add a lot of value. And Scott, I know you have a new book out, so would you want to tell us a little bit about that? I have that? a new book out uh, called The Top 40 Rules of Investing that uh, is on Amazon. Uh, if you just, uh, if you search for Top 40 uh, Rules, uh, it's the first thing that comes up. Um, and it, I wrote a, I, I, was, I was actually selling, uh, I was pitching to my publisher a, a, a new financial thriller that I'd written. Uh, I hope it's a thriller. It may just be a financial. But, uh, um, and, uh, and he really wanted me to write this book on investment philosophy. He'd read my, I've, I've, got, a, I've got a financial column that uh, is, is, has a small syndication that I've been doing for 25 years. And he has read that and he said, I want something like that on investment philosophy. And so we came up with this idea of the top 40 rules. And we wanted them to be two pages, about 600 words per rule. So it's a very short book, 40 rules, 600 words a rule. So it's about 85, 88 pages, something like that easy to read, and my wife calls it the Paul Harvey version of investment philosophy because it's, uh, it's kind of parable-based. We tell stories about things and compare it to the investment world, and we try to explain how to make good decisions. It, nothing in there tells you what to do, but it does tell you how to make the decisions to decide what to do. So it's been, it's, I've had remarkable, remarkably positive response to it. Uh, I, I really wasn't sure what I would get out of this book. It was my first time to do an investment philosophy book, and uh, and I didn't know what to expect. We had great results so far, so you should go to Amazon and uh, check it out. And uh, uh, finally, if our listeners are interested in learning more about you or Hardy Reed or getting in touch with you, where should they uh, direct themselves to? HardyReed.com, H-A-R-D-Y-R-E-E-D.com, uh, and and you can find out what you need at that at that uh, at that website. And if you can't, you can find a link to where you need to go. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time to speak with us today, and uh, thanks again for coming to speak at our conference. Thanks, Ben. It's good to be here again.